I think what the Lord's given me tonight is so important because I'm seeing such a wholeness and healing and such a hunger. Uh, some people, we, we, we can't even, I, I think that God's bringing us to a place, I'm reminded of Isaiah 60, I think it's 61, where he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. And in the New Testament, it says the whole earth is groaning. It's groaning for what? The manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. I believe there's still yet to be uh, such an amazing uh, transformation that the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives that it's going to affect everywhere we go. Um, I see it all the time. That, at the graveside yesterday, I, I didn't know hardly anybody. Um, kind of reminds me, now you know I'm not prejudiced, right? I got, I got a mixed family, and I can tell you a story about, about Kobe when he was riding with Tamara, uh, or Deborah was taking him home, and, and they lived down a long driveway, and Tamara's standing on the front porch, and Deborah said, who is that? And Kobe said, Nana, that's mama. She's the only white woman that lives here. <laughs> so, so you got to know Kobe. But this, uh, this is the second time I was the only white boy. But, you know, when you think about that, you know, I, I don't bring lot, uh, attention to that because I have no issue uh, because we're all loved by the Father. And uh, uh, since, since we have such a, a, a beautiful, colorful family, it's, it's really, uh, God just set us up and, and gives us a whole new perspective about life and the value of people. So I want you to turn with me to John 17. We're going to start there. Jesus is in the garden, and this is his high priestly prayer. It's the prayer that he prays before he goes to the cross. And it's beautiful. There's some really good revelation. This has a lot to do with you and me. Because he said in one place, he, he says there, I'm not just praying for these that are with me now, but for all of those who are going to believe on me because of their words. I believe that prayer was for all of us. I believe that Jesus prayed that prayer for us. Now, I want you to think about this. When I study this chapter, I want his prayer to be answered in my life. I want to align myself with what he, what he prays, and I want that to be a reality in my life. And, and when you see where we're going, I believe that it, you'll, you'll agree with me. He says in verse 9, we're going to read verse 9 and 10. We're, not, not going, to, we're going to pull from it. it I mean, it takes us forever to, to really, it's like an artesian well. So I'm reading from the Passion, and do, you do know that it's translated, he, uh, Dr. Simmons translates it from the uh, original into Aramaic. That's what Jesus spoke. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus didn't speak Greek. Uh, let me give you this little bit of information. Do you know that in the Greek language, there's no capitalization? There's no higher, lowercase or, or capitalization in the Greek. So when you see the word God, that's not really his name. It's Yahweh. To, to us, it's Abba. It's Father, it's Papa. So you'll hear me say God. Now, I'm not being a stick in the mud, but I'm telling you, you remember Genesis 1, in the beginning, God, that word is Elohim. It's plural. It's Father, Son, and Spirit are there in the beginning. So he says in verse 9, So with deep love I pray for my disciples. 
I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, those you have given me, for all who belong to me now belong to you. And all who belong to you now belong to me as well. You do understand he's not just talking about there in that moment. He's talking about us. He said, my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Surrender. I'm glorified in them. So that's where I want to, I really want to live and intentionally be surrendered. Uh, I want to be so, so, I I just want to push everything across the table and say, I'm all in, Lord. I'm all in. I've been in this, I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and I've never been where he has me now. And I wouldn't trade it for all the money in the world because I'm consumed with it. It's it so brought such peace to me. And in, in, in a time when there could be a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, woe is me kind of stuff, I, I tell people all the time I don't have anything to prove. <laughs> I don't have to worry about trying to prove anything. I, don't, I, I just want us to be who he created us to be. And, and you know what he's doing, right? The Holy Spirit is here to bring us back to the original intent of the Father. Whew. He's here to bring us to the place where we realize that we are so deeply loved that our purpose is to be loved, to come into this circle of the Father, Son, and Spirit and, and be loved uh, in such a way that it's transformational. I'm telling you, I've tried to remember. Let me just interject this right here. Um, Abraham. Remember I talked about Hagar was Sarah's idea? And Abraham became intimate with Sarah's idea and got Ishmael. Hagar represents the law. She represents slavery. And the law. Ishmael represents self-effort. That's what he represents. But what did God tell, what did the Lord lead Abraham to do when Ishmael started mocking Isaac, the son of promise? He said, you got to get rid of these. You got to dismiss the law, legalism, and self-effort. If I could have done it myself, I'd have done it a long time ago. But I found out I'm just spinning my wheels. So I want to be totally surrendered. That brings him glory. When I surrender myself, my being led by the Spirit, that's what, it's so important for us to be led by the Spirit and not manipulated by the the fads and all the fancy uh, the, the pull of the world and the pull of the enemy, the pull of the flesh even. So Jesus goes on down. Let's read verse 13. We're going to skip. And then I got several other places we're going. But said, so now I'm returning to you. So Father, I pray that they will experience and enter into my joyous delight in you. Wait a minute. He's praying that we enter into this joyous delight in the Father. He said, so that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. Remember, Jesus is in the River Jordan. We talked about it Sunday. And and the dove descends and remains the, the spirit like a dove. He's not a dove. He's like a dove. He, he remained and the voice of the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, or this is the Son in whom I take great delight. So when we begin to understand what Jesus is praying, Father, I pray that they will experience and enter into, he said, 
I speak these things, this prayer, in the world before I leave, that they will experience and enter into my joyous delight in you. This delight is more than happiness. A footnote, it's the complete satisfaction that comes in knowing that our lives are pleasing to the Father, that we fulfill His desires on the earth. This is the delight Jesus shares with us and prays that we would experience. Now, that's not a set of rules. That's a relationship. There's a difference. That's exactly right. He, he's going he's gonna to pray that. As a matter of fact, Thank you, Brother John. Verse 17, he says, Lord, Father, your word is truth. So make them holy by the truth. It's not self-effort. You can't, you can't make yourself holy. Holy defined means an original one of a kind. That when we get born again, we become a new creation. That's what Paul's talking about. One that has never before existed. So he said, I've commissioned them to represent me. Just as you commissioned me to represent you. So what does that mean? That means when Jesus told Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What should the world see when they see us? Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. That's it. That's it. Paul said, oh, no one anything but to love one another. So what is that love? He, he says, this is, listen to Jesus. I, now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. Side note, the Aramaic can be translated in their sight, I will glorify, consecrate myself so that they will be glorified, consecrated by the truth. Whoa. So my old self, when Jesus was crucified, your old self died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When he came out of the tomb, we came out of the tomb. When he ascended, Paul said, he has raised us up and made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Now, now, I want to tell you, let me, I'm going to get to that, brothers. Where... Do you understand Jesus is at the right hand of the Father? That's the place. Nobody else can sit in that seat but Jesus. But there's another seat by the Father that that Satan was sitting, the devil was sitting in. But he couldn't occupy that seat because it's reserved for me and you. Absolutely, yes. And then that last one you read was the 17th verse talking about us following that same blueprint was the 17th verse. That's it. That's it. That is so good. That's on purpose. That's on purpose because Jesus is our pattern. He's our... Exactly. We're to follow that blueprint. So... Then he says, verse 20, I ask not only for these disciples, here you go, but all those who will one day believe in me through their message. He said, I pray for them all to be joined together as one. There's that oneness, Brother John. He prayed for the birth of the church made up of Jewish and non-Jewish believers. When you understand when they pierced his side with a spear, blood and water, what happens when a woman gives birth? Blood and water. He gave birth to us, the church. So, do what? Life. That's it. He says, Even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one, I pray for them to become one with us. 
What does that look like? <laughs> Think about that. What does that look like for us to become one with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? What does that look like? Let me, let me just give you this phrase. It's not original, but already, not yet. We already, but not yet. Uh, hang with me. I'm gonna, it's going to come out in, in what I'm going to read in a moment. He said that the world may recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them. So that they'll be joined together as one. And experience the same unity that we enjoy. The key to unity among believers. You know, I'll tell you this story. Deborah shared it with me, and I don't know the doctor's name that Angela went to, but he, he talked a lot about the Word. He talked about the Bible. When he found out, when Angela told him that's his, the pastor's wife, and he just went, he took off down. And, and who was it? Somebody, you asked him what church he went to. He said, well, he said, I really don't go to a church. He said, the ones I've been to, they're just not friendly. And Angela, I don't know if they told him, but you hadn't been to Bethel yet. <laughs> because you understand that we are a reflection. And religion will keep you really starchy. It'll keep you starchy. And there's a lot of... <laughs> You know what the word Hippocrates, right? Hippocrates is wearing a mask. And people really, I, I've said that before, and I've seen people get really offended. Because, you know, and the only reason they were offended is because they had one. And, I, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's not to find fault or point a finger, but the Lord called us to be genuine individuals, unique we're, well, none of us are alike, but we are one. We are in the same kingdom. Now, he, he imparted this. To, so as one with God through faith in Christ, he shares his glory with us. Since we're not another, but have been made one with the triune God through the blood of Jesus. That's the footnote. Isaiah 42, 8. He said, I'll not share my glory with another. We're not another. We're one. That's why Jesus prayed this prayer. So hang with me. He said, you live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they'll experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you sent me for they'll see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. This is the pivotal truth that will transform lives. When we understand the Father's love is not biased to us, if we are in Christ, He loves us the same way He loves His Son, Jesus. So when you read the book of John chapter 11, and it starts out in the story of Lazarus, we heard the song, the, 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 they, the sister sent a message to Jesus, said, Jesus, the one that you love is sick, but he don't go right away. And he waits two extra days. And so he says to the disciples on the way, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. So wouldn't you think the glory of God is that we live with that resurrection, Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. That's to live so fully transformed by how much we're loved that we don't have to put on a, a, a Hippocrates. We, we don't have to pretend. We just be ourselves and the Holy Spirit is going to, you're going to shine. Do you understand that each one of us already are, 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 are uh, luminescent? 
you were already luminescent. I mean, so Jesus goes on to say, Father, I ask you, allow everyone that you've given to me be with me where I am. Then they'll see my full glory and very splendor you've placed upon me. Now, let's, this 26th verse, boy, it is, watch this. I've revealed them to you. I've revealed to them who you are. I've revealed your name. I've revealed who you, Father, are. I will continue to make you even more real to them. Get ready. He's going to make, I'm telling you, already? Not yet. <laughs> Ooh, I just want to run. <laughs> so, well, I'm a little, you know, my want to is, is uh, it's exciting, but yeah, you know, I used to get up and do it, but, you know, it's, it's, I feel that stirring in my spirit, so. Yeah, it'd be a sight. So that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love now live in them even as I live in them. Whew. Now turn to 1 John 3, 1. I'm going to read it from the Passion as well. Do you understand why there's so much turmoil and crime and all of this, what we've seen, you know, since 2020, I never thought I'd live to see it. It's, all, it's people who are living outside their blueprint. They don't even know who they are. So, so they're trying to manipulate. Let me tell you, they pour themselves into something so that they can have meaning. So I want to pour myself into this. I want him to pour himself into me. This is where the real meaning of life is. So 1 John 3, 1. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us! Exclamation point. He's called us and made us His very own beloved children. That's translated from the Aramaic. The Greek reads that we should be called God's children, and indeed we are. And there are several other places you can go in the epistles to find that same uh, principle. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. The incarnate, God incarnate. He was, he was God Emmanuel, God with us. Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The works that I do, it's what my Father's doing the works. Somebody said, you know, religion, I don't care. I know there's some well-meaning people that are still trapped in this idea, but religion always taught me when I was growing up, you know, there was a lot of emotional damage or, or struggle with me because I never could, especially when I was in my teenage years and because I was saved at 11. And when I got to be a teenager and, and in my 20s, there was a lot of, emotional struggles, I would have to get up and go ask my grandmother to pray for me because I felt, I didn't even feel saved. I was so uh, troubled because I, did, I, I, I thought there was something I, I needed to do, but I discovered there's someone I need to know. Amen. Jesus said, this is eternal life, that they know you and they know your son. So in that discovery, you discover love, but you also discover who you are, who he created you to be. So he says, 
The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it's not yet apparent. There's that word, not yet. Already? Not yet. (laughs) I love it. He says, he said, we are God's children right now. However, it's not yet apparent what we will become, but we do know when it is in the, that's really a poor translation, when he is revealed, when he's finally made visible. That word visible, uh, it's a Greek word for narrow. It means to make clear, to make visible. And it comes from the word phano, which means to shine. When he is made visible, John is saying, we're not shining yet, already, but not yet. Like we one day will, we are both the children of God and reflections of God. So we will be just like him for we'll see him as he truly is. And all who focus their hope on him will always be purifying themselves just as he is pure. That's not self-effort. That is a work from the inside out that happens when you discover this, the depth of this love. I want want you to remember two things tonight. And I'm going to really, really major on this. I probably already have, and you probably say, well, this is not new to us. But number one, God is good. Number two, we are beloved. God is good, and we are beloved. Those two things. It would cause religion to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> because they can't, it, religion needs control to keep us uh, right uh, under the weight. And, and so we, we know that Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. He came to do away with all religion and start relationship. So let's look at an amazing passage over in Philippians 3. Listen at Paul. This is an amazing chapter. This is a prison official, epistle. He's in prison and... You hear him talk about joy. You wouldn't know he's in prison, chained between the Roman soldiers. He's writing on the papyrus while he's in prison. Listen what he says as he writes to the church at, let's read verse 11. He said, only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. Only when? He said, I continually long to know. This is, this is the intentional surrender that the Father's looking for. He, he said, to the wonders of Jesus, to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I think that's what's been missing. That's why that we see like the doctor Because when that resurrection power is working in us, there's going to be an overflow of love and kindness. And and I'm not talking about that we wink or we overlook um, that that's, that's terribly wrong. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about becoming so one with the Father, one with the Son, one in the Holy Spirit. My prayer every day, Holy Spirit, teach me. Show me what I need to know and, and unteach me what I've been thinking. Help, help me not to think what has kept me bound and, and that maybe even I thought was right that I preached for years. Show me, Lord, this revelation of truth. And, and he says, Paul says, verse 12, I admit I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. 
Why would you pursue? Because you're being pursued. He says, but I run with passion into his abundance so I may reach the purpose for which Jesus Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. Don't lose your focus. This is the focus. Because there's all kinds of distractions and the enemy's a master at distracting us. One compelling focus. I forget all of the past. I fastened my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, I love that word, gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path and one passion. No, there's not many ways to God. There's one way. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. So it's, it's very important that we, we get a hold of this. I believe the Lord has is, is taken us. Let me show you something in the Old Testament just for a moment. Micah 2 um, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses very quickly there. Verse 12 and 13. This is Micah 2, 12, 13. I will surely gather all of you, O Jacob. I will surely collect the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a fold. Let me tell you, already? Not yet. <laughs> like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They, the fold and the pasture, shall swarm with men and hum with much noise. Sounds like a lot of life. The breaker. That word breaker is over and over again, the prophets unveiled the full dimensions of God's judgment and salvation. I believe judgment is, is God targeting anything that doesn't look like love. Anything that doesn't look like his perfect will for our lives brings the judgment of God. And, and, and God must punish his rebellious people, but will afterward redeem them. Israel will be carried into captivity, yet a remnant will return. The Messiah, the one who breaks open the way, will lead them back home and restore the kingdom of David. The breaker, the Messiah, will go up before them. They'll break through, pass in through the gate, and go out through it. And their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. Already? Not yet. One more. I want you to go to Colossians 3. Uh, Colossians 3. This is kind of in line with where we're, the path we're taking. Paul says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we're, we're to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie of this life and now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is. Look at this. I don't want you to miss this. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you're now one with him in his glory. Remember the prayer? You already... Not yet. It's amazing. It's it's. Let me let me read another one for you. Um, yeah, Ephesians three. Okay, and then I'm going to ask you if you have questions or. But do you understand where the the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is working us into this place, where we begin to rest, and and we're through with the. We, we dismiss the, the law and self-effort and, and we put our whole focus, one path, one passion, to be totally surrendered 
Father, this is what I'm praying, that, that you'll be glorified by their totally surrendered lives. So, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 16 of Ephesians. I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Wow. That's awesome. The life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Remember John said, Whosoever practices sin don't belong to him. Can't be themselves. They're living totally outside the blueprint, but they're but he said, if his seed is in you, you can't continue. If his seed is really in you. And here Paul, that's right. That, that, it'll change your desire. You, you might miss it. That's why John goes on to write, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. That, that word sin comes from um, harmos, which means with, be with, to be without. And matia, which means without form, to be without form, outside the blueprint. Miss the mark, what we've heard all of our lives. It means to miss the mark. It's actually... To be without form. Remember the prodigal son when he came to himself? He, he came to him. I, I know, what am I doing here? Whoa. Well, he was already, but not yet. Because he remembered, he came to himself, remembered whose son he was. Whoa. He remembered whose son he was. And we see here the love of the Father. He don't even wait for him to get there. He runs and falls on him and kisses. He won't even respond to his, his practiced prayer of repentance because the Father knows he's had metanoia. He's had a radical change in the way he thinks. And that's knowing the love of the Father. Whoa. So he says... He says, then you'll be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. What, what, what's happening in the world? We have all these different groups. Divisive. They're fueled by the God of this world. Because it's division. He's all about divide. divide. If you can divide, you can conquer. So this is totally opposite. Totally opposite. Everything in the kingdom is totally opposite. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you're filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. So, when you think about what he's doing, I believe that he's bringing us into this knowledge of beloved identity. This, this knowledge of, man, there's no limitation. You know, I, I've shared with you how the Lord in prayer one time, when I finished praying, it was like, man, I knew something. But it was the Holy Spirit revealing to me a truth that I have never forgotten. And this has probably been almost 20 years ago. It was like he said, when you get to know the Father's heart, you'll become unshakable. Let me tell you, have you ever wanted to quit? Yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, right now, I am so... I, I, I look forward to this coming together with you. I look forward to it. I, I can't wait. I'm, I just love it. Every time we get together, there's something corporately that he does. 
in, in our lives and, because he's transforming us, bringing us into this understanding of who he created us to be, his original intent, so that we come into this place where we shake off all the excess baggage that's been trying to uh, wrangle us in and, and bring us to this, uh, this woe is me kind of mentality that says, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just getting too old. And well, well, Moses was 80 years old when God called him. <laughs> You understand? Woo, praise the Lord. So, so, uh, and look at Abraham and Sarah. He was 100 and she was 90, what, 90 years old when they had Isaac? Wow, man. Well, so questions, comments. He says, this is Timothy. That's exactly right. I'm everything you've been looking for. It's, you know, Jesus used that same term when they came, when he comes out of the garden after John 17, John 18, there's a whole line of, of torches like a snake coming up the Mount of Olives. And when he crosses the Kidron, uh, the, 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 the place there, uh, he asked him, he said, who are, you, who are you seeking? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I and he and the Bible said they went backward and fell to the ground. Wow. So, yeah, that word I am is so important. So important. Another comment or question. You were talking about the doctor. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 That's exactly right. That that religion leaves you. It, it'll it'll damage you emotionally. It it will it will leave you calloused and and frustrated. It'll leave you uh, in a you know there's and, and so I pray that the Lord bring this revelation. Uh, of this, God is good, and we are beloved. This, I mean, I'm just, I don't know about, here's what I want you to, you probably already do this, but it's like I had to go pick groceries up this afternoon about four o'clock. It was like driving in New York City. And Deborah said, New York City? I guess you saw that commercial. <laughs> So, so I, I, uh, I had a choice. Yeah, I had a choice. I could let that manipulate me, and and cause me to lose patience, or I could let that be a catalyst to recognize the hand of God in every turn, at every red light. It was like when I turned in to get the groceries, there was a great relief. Yes, but, but one of the things that I think the Father wants us to be a demonstration, uh, not to fit in like the world, like 
people are, so many people are just burned out on religion. I can tell you, there's people burned out on religion. Uh, if I'd have kept going, I would be, because it, it's it's useless. It's it's it, it it's really it's a mixture. It's like leaven. You, you when you sprinkle a little, little leaven in the corners, it's going to spread. It's going to completely. So so a mixture. Of law and grace, somebody said, "You better watch out about that grace." Well, what else is there? Woo! <laughs> grace upon grace upon grace. Wow! So, when we have that mixture, it leaves you, it leaves you empty. Uh, a lot of questions. That's exactly right. He doesn't do that. No. Okay, he doesn't treat you or try to put something on you to make you come to him. No. He's a gentleman and he, he loves you. And, but when you're, when you're in religion, it's hard for someone to see that. And so it's like a bondage. It's like a prison. Because you don't, you're not free. That's exactly right. See, if you know the love of God, you know the love of Jesus, and you know it in here, you have that relationship No. He, he has he has favor, blessings, and grace, and that's you know I just I pray for this person because I want him to understand. But I know you've been taught that since you were a child, but that's not true. The word opens, and that's what I prayed for him. I said, Lord, open his eyes. Like Paul prayed for us. Paul prayed for us in Ephesians one. Open their eyes. Open. Let you know that you who you are. That your eyes are open and you understand who he is. That's it. That's it. It's it's a there's many people who are afraid. They're afraid to abandon what they've been taught because. And we don't know if we tell we're wrong. Right. That's. Right. That's it. That's it. Paul said, Paul said, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. I've learned how to be full. I've learned how to be hungry. I've learned how to be content if I'm cold, if I'm warm. If uh, there's just it matters about that relationship with the Father. And you don't have to say, okay, what are you trying to teach me? You don't have to. He don't do that. And he don't do abandonment either. He don't. <laughs> Where would he go? <laughs> He's God. He's Jehovah omnipresent. <laughs> Somebody said, well, he's coming. Well, where's he going to come from? He's, <laughs> he's here right now. <laughs> so... Um, that's the key. That's the key. When he's revealed, we're going to be like him. Already. Not yet. Already, not yet. That's right. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. The faith makes it yes. That's it. That's good. Yes. We are... We're the not yet. Yeah. 
We are, he picked us to be the not yet. Oh, resurrection. That's our resurrection. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. To be alive. Um, it's not boring. It's, 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 it's not boring. It's an adventure. It's an amazing adventure. Um, I'm, I'm really constantly like got my GPS on. Because I'm, I want to be led by the Spirit. But in order to to continually do that, I want to be totally intentionally surrendered, surrendered lives to Him. Push it all on the, across the table and said, "I'm all in. I don't want to hold anything back. I don't want to hold on to anything. Lord, you just show me what that looks like. I want to. I want to have that adventure." You know, so, and, and I, I want you to know that you are so deeply loved by the Father. You were, He is good, and you are beloved. No, two things. Remember, and and I didn't come up with this. I I believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me, because He's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for performance. He's looking for permission. If you give him permission, oh, there'll be a performance. <laughs> Come on. Woo. And there'll be perfection if you give him permission. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he's, he's looking for intentional surrender. Anybody else? Boy, you're rich. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't leave anybody kind of wondering about anything did I if I did please don't go until you I, I don't know everything I know some things <laughs> and I lean heavy on him because he's a genius <laughs> so let's pray it's so good to have brother Allen I know he's had a rough week but we've been praying for you since, and since Sunday and we know it's going to get better good glad to see your sidekick there Leland man he's he's a he's a ace right there so stand with me Brother Randy, would you pray? Yes, I will. Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to gather together here tonight, Lord, where we can fellowship. Thank Brother Wayne.